Hello, and welcome to The Vinyl Floor. I'm Christian. I'm Randy. How you doing, Randy? How's your week been? Uh, it's been all right. We had a, uh, another kind of big uh, a work announcement, which is not a not a positive announcement, but um, yeah, it, it's in the news already. So we're closing oh. two more warehouses, I found out, and I'm safe where oh, I'm at currently. God damn. Um, you keep dodging this shit. I know. It's very weird. I keep like... It almost feels like uh, I'm living in a simulation where like <laughs> things are meant to work out for me, you know. And I'm like, wh- why am I so lucky that I've avoided like several rounds of layoffs? Just ride and it, buildings man. closed. Yeah, yeah, just fucking ride it. That, it's kind of scary. Yeah, that's wild. My company is currently going through layoffs as well, and yeah. my manager did not um, uh, mention it at all in our team meeting today. Even, oh, really? though, even though we got an email that if I read it correctly, it did include our department. Great. <laughs> so <laughs> our department is kind of expansive, but uh, not not really. Yeah. So I'm, uh, yeah. So that's interesting. We'll see. Well, Godspeed yeah, to you, times, friend. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Uh, otherwise, uh, a normal week, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same old, old existential crises and taking <laughs> walks. and Always. Yeah. <laughs> So today we are taking a diversion, as we said last time, from my collection, and we are jumping into Randall's, Randy's. Yes, sir. And uh, Randy, take us, uh, take this over for us. Sure. Yeah. We, uh, if you know, if you listen to last week, you'll know what we're talking about uh, this week. But we're going to start with a uh, a record by the band Annihilation Time. Uh, it's their second record. I don't have their first record. I don't think I've owned their first record, but I have two and I have three back home in California. You don't need to hear, home. you don't need to hear one to understand two. I understood two just fine. That's correct. Without yeah. hearing one. <laughs> this is kind of like the Godfather two of Annihilation Time records. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, I kind of talked about it a little bit last week just to kind of like set the vibe and the tone for like what Annihilation Time is. And, uh, the cover art is like, very sort of like kind of gross comic booky. There's like bongs, there's like cigarettes, there's like zombie faces and a quote that says we're all shits on it. Um, It's really rad art. There's a dude writing a cigarette, like a little, uh, like a stick figure writing a cigarette. Flipping, flipping them off. Yeah. I can't remember if I bought this at a record store, if I got it at a show, I know I'd seen them, uh, one time at a warehouse in West Oakland that was called sugar mountain. Wait, I, what year did this come out? Um, I think I missed that already. Uh, 2005. Shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Been a while. And uh, yeah, the record is like a clear blue uh, nice. vinyl, which is pretty awesome. And the, you know, like where it says the band. <laughs> yeah. On the uh, record. Yeah, uh, I'm seeing The that first now. sign says A-hole, as in like the A side of the record. And the B side says B-hole. So. That's fucking phenomenal. I love that. Super funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is a uh, a record I listened to actually several times this week, uh, just to kind of like get back into the uh, the mood of the record and kind of uh, I don't know, really really brought me back to uh, going to shows where there was like uh, you know like I said uh, cigarettes inside and yeah. probably a beer keg and all was, things that I were not participating in, but it really sets sort of a, a vibe for the kind of a. Uh, kind of music you're about to experience athens uh athens georgia house shows when i was 19 yeah that's this vibe 100 like percent. yeah 
Yeah. A little, honestly, the Athens house shows were probably even a little bit more nihilistic than this. And that's sure. kind of saying something. Because yeah. this, this is just pretty much like fuck everything music. I wrote the word uh, nihilistic after the song Too High to Die. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's a great track. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, this this definitely evoked those like smoky, sweaty ass. I'm crowd surfing in someone's living room. What's going on? Yeah. Vibes. For sure. Uh, yeah, definitely that. The, the, I think I've probably seen them two times that I can remember. Jeez, what years would have that, would that have been? So I texted a friend who has like a memory that is like insane. Like I could I've ask him like, Hey, those, what time yeah. or when did we see Throwdown open for AFI when we were in high school? Did you see Throwdown open for AFI when you were yeah. in high school? Uh, I think it was actually on my birthday <laughs> or around my birthday fuck? one year. Um, so we went to that, like I could like just name a show and he could tell me the wow. exact California month. does it different, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. He can name the month, the day and the year of like almost everything. So I think we probably saw them in like 2007, 2008. Annihilation time. Yeah. And were they big? Were they like, they had a following in California or bigger than California? Do you know? Uh, yeah, they were kind of big. They played uh sound and fury festival oh, too, shit. I think okay. in 2008. Uh, I think I went in 2007, so I didn't see them there, but uh, I that think they were something. decently big. Yeah. yeah, that means something. And they were originally a band from Oxnard, which is right outside of LA, uh, or like, you know, an hour outside of LA, but then they relocated to Oakland and kind of became like pretty well known in the Oakland uh, music scene. And I think one of their members didn't live in Oakland, so they didn't like, they didn't really like oversaturate the the market of like shows mm-hmm. too much. So I don't think they like played a ton, but whenever they, they came out to play shows, it was pretty, pretty fun. That's cool. Yeah. That's, that's what we're trying to do. Play yeah. less locally, play more around Georgia. Sure. Yeah, not in Georgia. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of bands that uh, we'll probably talk about on later episodes, uh, like ceremony, for example, mm. that I've seen more times than I can count so fucking crazy. or remember just because yeah. they played like every they, Well, weekend. they were a part of your scene. Like yeah. you were a part of the same scene. So exactly. It's yeah. crazy. It's wild to see like, it, well, we're on, we were on different coasts. We grew up on different coasts. Yeah, so totally. The bands that I was quote unquote rubbing shoulders with is like running into like fucking Andy Hull from Manchester Orchestra at That's shows or cool. something. Like yeah. we've got stuff like that or Bradford Cox of Deer Hunter sightings okay. and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So uh, Deer Hunter will come up again later anyway. Hell yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm going to read like the, uh, from TP records, uh, the website that I think, um, maybe was just distributing the record at the time or maybe put out the record. Um, just kind of like describing the record and sort of like where that came from. Um, so it says Oakland punk legends annihilation time play furious hardcore that builds its sound on the foundation laid down by, uh, 80s California bands like black flag aggression and blast. Uh, then it kind of goes into who the band members are and where they formed. They formed in 2001, uh, so they were around for a little while. Then it says the the band's second release, originally re- released in 2005, stands as an American punk, power punk rock classic, uh, blending together the riffs of Thin Lizzy and Motorhead with the snarl of Spaz and Siege. Uh, the sound and light... The sound... They created a snotty, psychedelic, hardcore punk fueled by booze, bands, old schools, and lots of drugs. Uh, was yeah. christened by the band themselves as Creep Rock. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Cool. That act, that's funny because that 
liter my motto the life motto that i tell people that i have is freaks not creeps so it's very funny that they're like no nah, we, yeah. we embrace the creep uh yeah i mean that kind of sums it up pretty well this is uh if you were to tell a 20 something a younger 20 something today like hey check out this hardcore band and then you put on annihilation time they might look at you like you're crazy and be yeah. like this isn't hardcore but totally. this is this is in the vein of like OG hardcore, like one hundred percent, which sure. I can tap into very. I love that type of shit. I grew yeah. up liking Black Flag and uh, fucking. I don't know. Dead Kennedys was tech, sure. I guess considered yeah, yeah. a hardcore punk band back then. <clears throat> uh, Dead Kennedys is my fucking favorite. I think I've said that multiple times on here already. But yeah. Uh, yeah, this shit uh, was really fun. I had a really good time. Listening Sick. to this record, uh, and I—I I don't know if this is in your notes. Um, I read it may have been from that same site that this was recorded in Holland. I did see that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's noted on the on the LP somewhere. Yeah, it was recorded in Holland in 2004. Uh, yeah. it was called the Notorious Second LP. Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, which was originally released on Manic Ride Records and then repressed on vinyl by Six Weeks Re- Records in 2005 and then re-re-released uh, by uh, the band's own label. Okay, wow. You found uh, more info than I have. I have the Six Weeks record, Records edition, so I guess the second Oh, second, second pressing. pressing. Sheesh. Pretty tight. There you go. Yeah, that was in uh, 2005 and they broke up, I guess, in 2009. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, around then. And it didn't seem for any other, like it just was like they were done. I think a member quit and they just decided to stop rather than moving on yeah, without him. Yeah, um, I think we talked about it off mic, but some of them uh, did a couple other projects that like I heard a couple things from. And I think I probably saw maybe one of them mm. uh, in the Oakland area, but. Same I, vein or different? Similar. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I think a little less uh, like upbeat, sort of like punky stuff. Um, oh, okay. But it was still kind of like psychedelic kind of, you yeah. know. I feel like when you get locked into such a specific groove, whenever you exit it, it's usually going to be in a similar vein because it's just sure. like in you. An example yeah. is uh, uh, the Power Trip guys. Okay, I don't know yeah, if it's yeah. multiple of them, but I know at least their guitarist is now in this new band called Fugitive, which it, it's not Power Trip, but it you would you'd be hard pressed to say it's not influenced by it because it's the fucking lead guitarist of power trip. Yeah. So it's like, all right, yeah, like that's just in you. You this is what you do. So that makes sense. That checks out. Totally. Yeah. There's a uh, a quote from uh I think one of the guitarists in uh Alarm magazine that kind of speaks to that. Uh he says like a lot of deep purple songs uh are just as punk and gnarly as a black flag song. He's like we don't try to fuse the sound we're just into a lot of different things if you've ever played punk in your life anything else you play will sound a little punk you can't really help it fucking yeah 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 100 yeah. percent. that's cool yeah i like yeah. that's a good quote and i definitely like listening to this several times this week i definitely got a little more of the, the like metal influence like some songs sound kind of like black flag or not black flag yeah black sabbathy yeah yeah, yeah 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 like just the riffs it's really raw this is like a really it's shitty sounding in like the good way. Totally. Like it's, it's purposeful. It's like, it's, they're recording this way with intent. 
Um, it's really fuzzy. It's really dirty. It's yeah, blown out. It's it rules. I love this style yeah. of shit. Yeah, no, it sounds uh, it sounds great. I wouldn't want it to sound like a more modern, you know, sort of better produced record. Like I think, no, for this, their style, yeah. like it's it's perfect. It would take so much of the character of these songs away if this was a more cleanly produced yeah. thing. It would, uh, yeah, it just wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Besides, uh, too high to die. Any other songs that stood out? Uh, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed I, the notes that I got down are specifically the intro. Uh, sorry, sorry, the outro riffs on Imaginary Mirror and Dog Ends. Yeah, I think those two are fucking sick. Uh, I wrote that the song "Thanks Anyway" is uh, capital P punk uh, nice. with with corny lyrics but in the tradition that i love sure yeah, of yeah. that capital p punk like we are against authority it's totally it's like very on the nose but i i don't bat an eye at it because i'm used to that style of, of yeah. writing um so i enjoyed the hell out of that one i wrote bigger problems and just wrote this song rules yeah <laughs> next to it. Good i was like me when i was going through like trying to make notes for songs i was like all of them i could just write like Sick riffs, hundred cool percent. Part where they slow it down yep. and then do like dueling guitar solos. Pretty like, much what I wrote for it's everything. It's like pretty similar formula to all the songs, but like uh, it's a short record and yeah. like it it blows. This thing's only what uh thirty thirty five minutes long. Yeah. It says yeah. So yeah, this thing flies by. Uh, I said also that the second half of the album connects with me more than the first half, starting at the worm through the end. Okay. I That's see that, when yeah. like, I really am like, Oh, this is fucking cool. Like I like the first half cause it's really fun. And then I feel like there's more weight to the second half. Yeah. Um, uh, the song, yeah, it's yuppie killer and panic. No fucking fast forward to the gore too. Yeah. Though. Okay. Yeah. The second half rules. It does, <laughs> I really yeah. like the second half of this record a lot. Same. Yeah. Uh, yuppie killer is though, probably damn it <laughs> fast forward to the gore like really i really dug that song a lot and okay. panic yeah, is yeah. the shortest like blast of a song so i, sure. I always appreciate the hell out of that yeah p killer is just really fun lyrically as well yeah I, if you can True. figure out what that's about the worm is uh fun too ish it's good the lyrics yeah. are kind of dark but it's They're actually dark. like <laughs> it, it speaks as like sort of like party yeah. this band is it really speaks to sort of like having like a shitty friend that you don't want to stand by anymore and yeah. being like, I need to cut this person off, which yeah. like I thought was kind of cool. Cause it, uh, there's like a line where it just kind of like is describing this person they call the worm. And, uh, it's, it's what he, a nickname. Yeah. He digs beer and girls and cigarettes and cigarettes and skateboard decks. He's got an urgent need to destroy everything he sees. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Then like later on, uh, it says like, uh, I might have to fight my friends if they stand in my way. That's the cross I have to bear. I think that's how the song closes. Yeah. The worm is, that's the noticeable change in the album to me in sure. like seriousness, especially if you're following along with the lyrics, which I tried to do for all of these albums. I will say genius lyrics were terrible for a lot of these albums. Yeah. Where I was same. like, you're not, this is not correct. Like you're yeah. either just missing chunks entirely or you're getting the words wrong. Yeah. So that was fun. I believe the insert for this album just stops putting the lyrics uh at a certain song i think the That's last hilarious. like three or four songs just doesn't have lyrics. <laughs> they ran out of room or just something. like ran out of space yeah 
Uh, the in- the insert's really rad. It's just very punk flyery, like. Oh yeah, hell yeah! Just uh, cool pictures, yeah. like kind of like collage and everything. A collage but- of flyers, photos of them, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they just put the lyrics on one half of it. It's a it's a bifold. And they put the lyrics on one half and none on the other side. <laughs> I I feel like it's missing some, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking funny. I really appreciate that. Even if it was a fuck up, it's very funny. Yeah. Uh from yeah, from the the artwork immediately sets you up to know what you're kind of getting into and uh I was very pleased. And funny enough, as Hell much yeah. as I enjoyed this, um this isn't my favorite of the lot. Oh, nice. Today. Yeah, it's yeah. very... Uh, I enjoyed it, but I was like, there's there's two albums, two of the four. I would, re- I would re-listen to all four of these. Let me get out of, let me get that out immediately. But there are two of the four where I was like, oh, these are really catching me in certain ways. Hell yeah. And there I feel are like certain I could songs. guess, but... Yeah, we'll I'm, curi- yeah, yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's really it for annihilation time. Like I said, you can't really, you can go track by track, but really like they all have a, yeah, (laughs) a party vibe. It's all very fun, very fast. Like they are great guitarists and like great. They are very skilled. Yeah. There's, I think three has even more sort of like dueling, like guitar solos and stuff too, if I remember correctly. It's a good tradition of just naming your album self-titled then two and three. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cursed, a hardcore band as oh, well. Yeah, yeah, Cursed yeah. did the same thing. I know of Cursed. I think I've probably heard at least one or two of their records. I wouldn't be surprised. They were big in their day. Yeah. The guys in the band Sect now. Okay. If you're familiar with uh, Sect. I've heard of them. Uh, Sex drummer, <clears throat> S-E-C-T, uh, their drummer um, is the drummer of Fall Out Boy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And That's he funny. rules. He's a straight edge, like vegan, hardcore dude from... Back yeah. in the day, yeah. There's a weird tradition of like pop punk and hardcore drummers playing like in like very poppy bands after yeah. like hardcore bands. Like, I think the drummer from Judge has played with like I think that's correct. Some big either like sort of like rock bands or yeah. pop bands and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like that happens more often than you would think. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, gotta get that money. It's true. Gotta get that fucking money. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll uh, move on from Annihil- Annihilation Time to uh, Articles of Faith, the record uh, Give Thanks, which I believe came out in 1985. I found 84, but... Okay. Uh, Somewhere around there, yeah. It doesn't matter. Actually, you know what? It might be 84, and I think I might have a early, if not an original pressing. There's a Ooh. thing at the bottom that says UX 84. Interesting. Okay, I didn't see this art because I did. I pulled the tracks from the comp on yeah, Spotify. Yeah, there's and like a to full discography, yeah. sort of like a compilation. So yeah, you can't really find just the record uh, itself. On well, you could find a YouTube video and listen to it there, which I I did one of the times that I re-listened to it. But uh, I also couldn't find a lot of like info on this band. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I tried to, I didn't like deep dig, but I, I was like, oh, there's not like surface level much about these guys out there. Yeah. Uh, the, the little information that I have, um, that they were a Chicago based hardcore punk band. This band also kind of like spans several sort of genres. Like I think if you told someone that this is a hardcore punk band and you played it today, they also might kind of feel the same thing, but we're very different. We're on the same page here. Uh, this is one of the two. 
for me, by the way. Okay. This is one of the Hell two. Hell yeah. I really fucking liked this, like nice. a lot. Uh, because, yeah, this is like post-hardcore, yeah, post-punk in the vein of like Drive Like Jehu okay, or like yeah. kind of Rites of Spring. Like the yeah. the dissonant guitar, like the riffs are weird. Super weird. The licks are weird. It, it this, opens weird. This thing fucking rules. I really like this yeah. a lot. I'm glad. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I re- yeah, In Your Suit, uh, I think was the, f- that might be the second song, second or third song. Yeah, second song. Uh, is the, the opening is great because that's when I wrote like, oh shit, Drive Like Jehu vibes. Like just ah. that guitar lick is so fucking weird. Um, and then In Your Suit, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm sold. Like this album has, even if it's just these two songs, I'll like it. And then it was just kept going. I was like, yeah. fuck yes, this rules. And I wrote punk in all cap. As well, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I, I I love his voice too. Yeah, it's like a perfect amount of like raspy yeah. and like pissed off, but not like it's very clear. Still, yeah, yeah. It's still like pretty clear. Yeah, it's um, it's more. Yeah, it's more of like a shout. It's more of a, like it's very authoritative, but not um, uh, it's not scary. Yeah, yeah, it's not like a frightening vocal by any means but it is it is a powerful vocal and it works super fucking well with the music totally yeah where did you find where did you get this record how did it come into your life i was trying to remember exactly that information yeah (laughs) and i i think so i think they had been very loosely associated with like the dc uh and discord records that makes a lot of sense uh apparently the singer uh vic bondi went to a bad brain show uh, early on in like 81 in DC. And that's like kind of what, um, inspired articles of faith, I guess before they were a spring scene slash clash clash cover Excuse band. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, they're on, they, okay. Oh, I just did a quick Google. I don't yeah, know yeah. how I missed this before, but is I'm assuming this is going to be a reissue situation or something. Probably. Yeah. Or whatever their discography appears to now be distributed through alternative tentacles which is hmm. Jello Biafra of Dead Kennedys. Oh, label. okay. Uh, there we go. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think they were just sort of loosely associated, although not from DC. And I don't think they were on Discord. I think I just kind of heard them from going through DC catalog and like Fugazi stuff. And I don't know, I was probably just looking for other sort of like post-punk or kind of like punk that sounds a little different than just like the straightforward yeah. kind of things and then yeah i don't remember where i came up with the actual record it there was a period of time where i would buy stuff on ebay that uh i, I wanted and probably spent too much money for i don't think i spent a ton of money for this one um so i don't know how it ever came to be in my uh in my hands but uh you're you copped it you're pressing if you have the 1984 version. Yeah. Um, which you do because it has that date on it, correct? Yeah. Um, goes is selling for about $54 on okay. Discogs right now. That's there are three bad. for sale. Um, I had that note because I it was like, oh, this is this is a record I would buy because I would listen to this. Like Hell I would yeah. I would add this to my collection. Um, but there's not an affordable copy of it <laughs> available like at all. There's a pressing from ninety-two that's going for ninety-five dollars, that same pressing. Uh, looking, that's a test press of it is going for 80. 
yeah. and then you have the quote unquote cheapest, uh, but still there's only three available and the cheapest one of those is $54. Huh. And that is, Crazy. that is actually incorrect. Cause when you actually open it up, the cheapest one of those is $60. Damn. So 64 with shipping. <laughs> oh yeah. If I ever <laughs> good, need 60 bucks real quick. Yeah. yeah. Slap that shit on Discogs, man. Yeah. Man, Discogs pricing makes everything fucked, but it's because record shops have started using Discogs to price their used selection, and that, I understand why it makes sense, Yeah, but it drives me, a consumer, insane, because it's like, yeah, I'm saving 10 bucks, 5 bucks on shipping, but fuck, like, this is still so goddamn expensive when it used to be just like, oh, I'm crate digging to find a cheap, cool, uh, diamond in the rough or something yeah and sometimes the uh, record store doesn't know what they have That's or maybe the they like best <laughs> missed something yeah that is the best i did just hit up a record shop uh because they posted about coheed and cambria's first album i saw that yeah yeah and i hit him up being like is that the repress because i'll uh, let me know if that's the repress they're like no it's an og 275 dollars and i was like i'm good i just want to repress because i i don't need to spend almost 300 dollars on a coheed and cambria record but i will buy the repress they said it should be around in november sick that's nice hell yeah uh uh, do you have any more specifics about this record? Because I can jump through some like standout tracks. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Just when I was doing research on Wikipedia and stuff, I think uh, some of the sort of like influences that they sort of uh, like genre wise, they were pointing to, I never really picked up on until I sort of re-listened to it after reading that. But um, there's some sort of like, funk or like reggae mm. or like jazzy kind of influences in like I felt a little some bit of the, the jazzy yeah. yeah definitely felt the jazzy vibes yeah there's like a one or two intros that start like kind of slow with sort of like a almost like a ska or like reggae beat like a dark sort of like a ska or reggae type of thing and then it like goes, goes back and then yeah. it like goes punk and then like gets fast from there and they never i don't know dude this album just really moved and like yeah. even in a track like what's the one in this jungle, which is a little over six minutes long, that song does not feel like it's six minutes long. Yeah, like that song felt like it was over in a second. And I and I wrote like, how did this song blow by so fast? Yeah, it's just because they move these songs. Fucking, they really structure them very yeah. well. I guess an, another thing that I really like about this record is speaking to his vocals. Yeah. Um. There's often just a refrain that is just the title of the song. Yeah. Like, give thanks. He says, yeah. like, give thanks, like, six or seven times in the song. And it works. Uh, acceptance, the way he says acceptance in that song is so, like, I wrote, pissed off and, like, cool sounding. <laughs> you just want to, like, pump your fist to it. For acceptance, I just wrote, love this shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's dig into the rest of your notes. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll save probably my favorite track for last. But, um, like I said, in this jungle... For a six minute long song, it really blows by. It's really sick. Uh, the guitar tone on Hollow Eyes is really fucking ripping. Yeah. Love it. Um, wrote uh, Five O'Clock down as a standout to me. Um, and I think American Dreams is a very, very apt and solid fucking album ender. Yeah. Uh, but the standout track for me is Every Man for Himself. I really yeah. fucking liked that song a lot. Yeah, same. It's just, and I knew the like second I heard it. It's more melodic too yeah. than some of the other it's songs. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I knew the second I heard it, I was like, no other track on this album is going to top this one for me. 
uh, and it didn't. Uh, I listened to, I don't think I listened to this whole thing twice, but I did listen to a handful of tracks twice. And that was one of them. So Nice. Yeah, it's really good. I uh, I dug the hell out of this, and I don't know if I ever would have heard of it otherwise. Hell so, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, uh, Every Man for Himself, I noted as well that it's just like a perfect like mid-album track. Yeah. Kind of a, yeah, like I said, it, it slows things down a little bit, but I don't know. It's it's really just a great song that uh, I think the lyrics were, I enjoyed too. I didn't really write write them down, but I remember lyrically really enjoying that one too i feel the lyrics on this album are really good um especially just like the juxtaposition of this with annihilation time um going from like very similar lanes of genre like they're both in the hardcore world but they are on like different spectrums of it um so going from like to give like a more modern example like a municipal waste style fucking party hardcore band to more of like a thoughtful like yeah, yeah post hardcore more serious situation uh is cool i i like that that would be a fun mixed bill this would be a fun mixed bill yeah <laughs> articles totally. of faith and annihilation time they should yeah. they should do a reunion tour together <laughs> have you read yeah one of the and call it the aa tour yeah because I hope, hopefully, they, they aren't as hard partying these days. I'm a uh, big proponent of the mixed bill show. They're fun. I yeah. like them. Same. Sometimes they get a little too wonky. It can. Yeah. Uh, well, when I say, okay, I'm going to talk some shit. So when I say too wonky, it's just when I don't like the other bands. Yeah. It's when we have like legit. A good example for me is recently uh, Full of Hell and Primitive Man toured with Fit for an Autopsy and Acacia Strain, which Mm. doesn't seem that crazy on paper, but it is very different worlds because I don't fuck with deathcore. I don't like it. I don't feel you. I don't like it. (laughs) It's not for me. I understand there's always examples of what about this band? Yeah, sure. And I got respect for some bands that I grew up liking, like Suicide Silence and stuff like that. Sure. There's some exceptions to everything. But, and that's not even a heinous example, because I had a good time. I left. I did not see the Deathcore bands. I had a good time for the two bands I was there to see, and I left. Uh, I actually got this shirt I'm wearing right now at that show. Nice. Um, But it's mostly when, like, really good bands that I, like, have, like, that hair-flippy, sing-screamy shit that Mm -hmm. is coming back. For some fucking reason. Yeah. New metal is coming back. There's a lot of that. Like, I don't. I don't know. It's just disappointing. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. I'm disappointed. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm all for a mixed bill unless I'm not. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there Makes we go. sense. <laughs> this, uh, these, these four records. I mean, I, I'm biased because I think I love all four of these records, but. uh, They're all very good. Yeah. Especially these last two. I feel like. They could play together too, although I think oh they go uh, very well together. They're they don't really line up time yeah. timeline wise, but uh, I'm gonna flip the last two because I think Autolux plays well into the other record mm-hmm. um, as well. So yeah, the next record is the Autolux record uh, "Pussy's Dead." Uh, hopefully, it's about the it's got to be from the, the Sopranos. Sopranos. It's yeah. got to be the Sopranos. Like, there's no other thing. When was the Sopranos? When did the Sopranos end? Before 2016. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well before 2016. Yeah. That is when this album came out, I believe. Yeah, yeah that's so, what I was trying to go for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't have. Honestly, I, I couldn't Sprint really find Sopranos any. Sopranos ended in 2007. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, honestly, I, I didn't do a ton of research to find interviews uh, with them, but honestly, I don't think they have did a lot, or maybe there just wasn't so much stuff that was preserved for the mm. internet that's, you know, can be seen forever. Um, I mostly just saw a lot of the uh, hype that was around them as they were coming up. Yeah. That's what I read. I think they about. started, if I remember correctly, around 2001 as well. Uh, uh, yeah, in that LA. sounds right. That sounds right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, they're a band from L.A. Uh, I guess they're an alternative rock band. They're kind of uh, have, this record especially has a lot of like Moog synthesizers and like sample based stuff and like sort of a uh, drum machine stuff. But there's also sort of a... Uh, post-punk art rock shoegazy sort of vibe um i'd say the shoegaze stuff is kind of like earlier autolux album kind of has a little more guitar uh a little more rock based okay i was reading a, a lot of what i read was referring to them as a shoegaze band and i didn't feel that yeah. on this album kind of like at all um honestly the biggest thing that i found was the pitchfork review for this album which they gave a 7.2 which i think is too low um this is the number two album for me by the way nice uh but i do have a lot to say about the one we'll follow this with because from a certain song on yeah oh on this next album yeah yeah, um but that certain song like kicked my ass i thought it was like one arguably the coolest song of the whole lot is on the next album anyway um, uh, they mentioned in their review, they emphasized, uh, the percussion on this album done by yep. Carla Azar. Yeah. And she rules. I cannot agree more. Like, yeah, same. holy fuck. The drums on this album are so good. Yeah. Like they're not show offy no, at all. Yeah. It's just the tone of them. The consist, I, I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it. Yeah. And sort of like, um. Not to sound like the uh, the jazz thing, like it's it's about the notes you don't play, but sometimes but like where is. you're expecting a beat or like a snare to hit, it won't hit. She has hit. a space. It, uh, yeah, just, yeah, it's a, it's I don't good. even think there's that many weird time signatures, but just sort of just the way that she like emphasizes things like. It's really driving. It's also pretty prominent in the mix. Um, yeah. Not overpowering. Like it, it, it works. It, it's a, it's not an afterthought. It, the drums are definitely a a crucial part to these songs and they know it. And that's shown by how this is produced and mixed. Yeah. Uh, I'd say just in general, they're a very great, like rhythm section band. Uh, the bassists, how many um, members? There's only three. It's a trio. Yeah. yeah. Um, the bass on this record rips too. It's, um, I love where the bass sort of sonically sits in this album. It's not like super low end. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, you uh just like boost the mids on your amp or on like your you know production or whatever um so it like sits like pretty like far forward yeah. in the mix yeah, but yeah. it's also like super blown out and fuzzy at times too and it seems like he plays a lot of riffs like um super high up on the neck like you really hear that like tension of the mm-hmm. strings and like some of the riffs i don't know and the riffs are just like weird and kind of like don't resolve like sometimes when you like think they would. Weird is a good way to describe just kind of the approach to everything here. Um, yeah. Which I think makes 
sense based on what I've read. Um, Do you know um, who else Carla played with or plays with? Oh, no. She plays with Jack White or she recorded on like three Jack White albums. Oh, Maybe I maybe I saw that on the wiki brief. I just saw his name. Now that you say that, okay, uh, on his yeah. like solo shit, you said, yeah, interest like Laz, La, Lazarus and all that. Uh, uh, yeah, she played on. Like he's got like three, three of the albums. I think. Yeah, 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 three or four solo albums. Oh, that's cool. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, Blunderbuss, Lazaretto, and Boarding House Reach. Oh, so yeah, she's done his three solo albums. So okay, wild. Yeah. Okay. And uh, did you ever see the movie Frank? Oh, uh, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, yeah, she's a drummer in that band. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, I need to. I think she that. doesn't talk in the movie. That checks yeah. out. Interesting. I know it's which super cool. makes sense for her, like to be in that like super like weird art rock, yeah, like band movie. Is that Maggie Gyllenhaal? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck. She thinks she plays a uh, synth or something. Something. In it, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's been a minute. That came out in like 2014. I think so. Yeah. Shit, that's it's been a while. Too. I know. Years after. Ago? Like digging into this album again, I was like, I want to revisit that. Not that she has plays a <sighs> huge role in the movie, but it's like just a fun revisit. Fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember enjoying that movie quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, not to step on your toes no, with information good. or anything, but um, the this band was like courted, it seems, by T Bone Burnett. Yeah. Which is fucking wild. Yeah. And DMZ Records was also him and the Cohen yeah. brothers. Yeah. Who yeah. love this band as well, apparently. apparently from yeah. what I could read. <laughs> That's uh Trent Reznor's apparent was a big is a big fan of this band. Yeah. Uh fucking crazy. Yeah. Just. You go down the Wikipedia and it's just like, oh, um, Tom York asked them to play some festival. Yeah, like, uh, Vincent Gallo asked them to do something. It's wild. Uh, yeah, it all starts with like Cohen Brothers and T Bone Burnett, yep. but like you go down and it's like Coachella. They played Jimmy Kim on all this stuff, and I was very late to this band. I came to them right around this record, mm. but they had uh, I think two LPs before. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, but they I haven't sh- done anything since this, though, right? No, I don't yeah. believe so. Um, but yeah, I. When I was going to LA a lot and playing music with friends down there, they were really into Autolux and I got into Autolux from them. Mm. But um, I can't remember where I read it, but someone was speaking sort of like to the notion that Autolux is like a great band that was just hiding in plain sight for so long. Like they did all these huge things and like how, yeah, how? people knew them forever. They but never like, crossed. They just didn't come across people like me and you like for too yeah, long. Yeah, there was a certain time in my life like i like this now but there's yeah. a certain time in my life where this they could have been like i would have fallen in love with that. this yeah, so yeah. fucking hard like instantly um whereas now i really like this this is also one that i would pick up um hell yeah i think hannah would like this quite a bit yeah for sure um it's uh also produced by this guy boots that's what i was looking up yeah who <laughs> Uh, produced uh, a self-titled album by a person named fucking Beyonce. <laughs> and uh, worked with Run the Jewels, who I think we've mentioned several times already as well on this as podcast. FKA Twigs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he produced the self-titled Beyonce album and then uh, some of Lemonade. This guy, oh, shit, really? yeah, like, and this album. Dur- he did the Beyonce album before this album that's crazy (laughs) it's fucking what uh but i 
the production, like, I think that's why it's so weird is because yeah. like their earlier shit, I don't know if both albums were, but I know their first album was produced by T-Bone. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And then to go from someone like T-Bone Burnett, who's one side of the mainstream to go to fucking boots. Yeah. <laughs> Beyonce mainstream. It's crazy. Goddamn crazy. And, uh, for as like put together as this album is, I don't want to call it polished or like, I don't want to say produced as like a, uh, a negative. Yeah. Um, it, it's not overproduced for as, no. as much, uh, uh, high top shelf talent is working on this. It's not an overproduced thing. It's still fuzzy. It's still weird. It's still dark. Uh, yeah. I wrote, uh, like, and from the beginning, uh, what is it called? Select all copy. Really strong fucking opener. And yep. they're just ruminating on heavy ass shit this yeah. entire time with various, not a lot of profanity among any of these bands, by the way. Surprisingly, but, yeah. Uh, surprisingly, especially, especially the punk bands. Yeah. Uh, but like even Annihilation Time really doesn't swear that much. No. I was a little surprising. And I don't recall the, I think they may have said bitch one time by saying like, uh, like you bitch about something. Okay. Yeah. I remember a bitch. There was, <laughs> I remember a bitch. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> um, but uh, the first lyric that caught me of the album is in the opening track, and it's the chorus. I think being it's so so sad to be happy all the time. Yeah, yeah. That ending line going into all the signs have gone dark now, but the meaning lingers on. The square sky hangs above us, punctured by the sun. Yeah. Just, ooh, beautiful imagery. Yeah. Love that shit. Very, very good. The, uh, it's so sad to be happy all the time is super catchy, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Super fucking catchy. It's a great way to open the album. It makes yeah. sense that that's the, the opening track. Yeah. And it flows, like, flawlessly. Oh, this album's flow is wild. Yeah. I will yeah. say that I've revisited this album, like, on Spotify mm -hmm. and just tried to, like, go through songs to, like, see which songs like I, I dig, yeah, you yeah. know, and it doesn't work as well. Not in context of the whole album. That like makes I sense. Listen to yeah. the whole thing on vinyl this morning. I was like, this record fucking rules like all as of, a piece. Yeah. As yeah. a piece. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a good handful of albums that are like that for me where it's like, yeah, I have favorite songs, but they don't feel right out of context. Totally. Like yeah. they, they are so good because of what led up to them and what precedes them, or, uh, uh, comes after them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, soft scene is probably one of my one of my favorites Dude. on the record. Shut up! That's or that's what I put as my standout track. Yeah, I wrote it is like like sexy yeah. up front, and then it goes like hard dark at the yeah. end, and it fucking rules. Yeah, uh, maybe the coolest song to me on the album. De easily though my top there's one that like got close for me but soft scenes mm -hmm. soft scenes my favorite song yeah on i believe soft scene uh is all sung by carla yeah too. yeah yeah that makes oh um, okay so it's got a, a little yeah. bit of a different i will say their voices aren't incredibly different uh hers no. and the the main yeah. guy they but yeah her no yeah that is her brings sort of a different vibe to the song but yeah it like i said it it goes perfectly from the previous song and then there's sort of just like this like Sort of like a weird, sort of like squishy, sort of like sound. Squishy's a good. That sort yeah. of like leads into the next song. And then like that uh, drum beat, which is a drum machine. She uh, doesn't play drums on the song live until the very end. I watched mm -hmm. a couple, couple videos of it. 
Um, but yeah, that that beat just rips, and then there's that really fuzzed out bass part that like sounds really far away, or it's like really back in the mix. It's so but it's just good. like super gnarly sounding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, love I love when so few people can make so much noise. Yeah, it's nice. I know it. Uh, I didn't forget that they were a three piece, but sometimes when you're listening to it, you're like, I didn't look that up. Except I okay. was just reading uh, the review, and I don't remember if they said it was a trio, so I wasn't cognizant cognizant of that. Now that you're saying it, it makes sense to yeah. me thinking about the album. But uh, while listening to it, I mean, it sounds like they have like at least like a keyboard, someone laying a layer of something, like some fuzz synth layer down. But that's not yeah. happening. No, I yeah. I watched. Um, I think it was a Lollapalooza video. Um, so they played Lollapalooza as well. They were Jesus huge Christ. at one point, I guess. Um, I think they played early because it looked like people were like just starting to come in, but okay. still like played Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza. Yeah. I think it was when this record came out or around when this record came out because they played Soft Scene. Um, but yeah, I think the bassist plays, I think he has like a Moog synthesizer or maybe two sort of like keyboard, you know, electronic things. Then the guitarist also does too. And so they'll just switch Wild. From playing guitar to keys or whatever. Yeah. And sometimes they will just like hit one key and it's kind of just like a resonant sort of like uh frequency sort of thing, kind of like to set sort of like a just mood in the background or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's just very the impressive. three of them. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, it's sick, dude. Uh, they also have only, they their trajectory album wise is odd. It's every six years. Oh yeah, they have three albums, and it was ev- it was six years between them. Huh? It's odd. That so is crazy. Yeah. We're past the six year point at this True. point. So, fuck. Maybe this the pandemic fucked that up. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we'll get <clears throat> eight or nine. Yeah. They fuck it. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do twelve. Um. Uh. Another track that I wrote down is uh, "Hamster Sweet." Okay. Yeah, is it yeah. sweet? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, right? S-U-I-T-E. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, mostly, I wrote, I really liked this line in the song of, you don't remember your dreams, they still make you strange. The sun is a wheel, the day is a cage. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's bleak. The uh, the vocals have a lot of, it's they're not over-processed, but sometimes they're like layered and you'll hear like an octave like oh, it's below. Cool. Yeah. Or they're kind of like, will be delayed or they'll do like the, uh, they'll switch headphones type of thing. Um, I think that that stands out kind of in this track too. For sure. And it all works. Yeah. It just adds nice textures and layers to everything. Um, uh, Junk for Code, I thought was really fun. I liked that song quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Brainwasher is my number two track probably on here. Okay. Um, I really liked the uh, track Anonymous, which falls oh, that right song between rips. those two. Yeah. yeah, that song rips as well. Um uh, Brainwasher, I just really fucking love the tone of it. And I think it's probably for me, like the most ripping song on the album. Yeah. Um, and this is when I noted like after Brainwasher and it was like the flow on this album is like impeccable. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guitars on listen to the order are fucking sick yeah. as well. Uh, really good album. I, I dug the hell out of this. Sweet. I'm glad, I also yeah. really like the album art. And then yeah. I did, then I did some digging into who did it. And he's not a good guy. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Found out he's he went to jail in 2020 for multiple oh, counts of rape. Great. <laughs> yep. <Huh. laughs> so yeah. that was fun. 
Uh, and and tattooing against someone's will. Weird. Tattooing somebody with huh. apparent he's yeah. Piece of shit. R.I.P. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's all I'll say about <laughs> that. No need to name him. Um this is not a track that's on the album, but did you see the thing that they uh did in February twenty sixth or not twenty sixth in February two thousand and six? Oh no. They were invited to do oh, this yes. thing at the National Museum of Los Angeles called Sonic Scenery. Yes. Uh, and Matmos was there. And there's a track that Autolux did for this that you can find on Bandcamp, I believe. I did not listen to it, but I had that note simply because of Matmos. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I saw that and I was like, oh, definitely need to uh, bring that up. But yeah, I listened to the I track love- earlier today and it's. It's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. It's uh, it definitely sounds like auto looks, but it's more. It almost sounds more uh, like sort of loopy. Oh, okay, cool. Um, like they're using like uh, like a bass loop or something, and it kind of like I don't know. It's really cool. It's it's different, but it sounds. You can tell that it's coming from from them, and there's no vocals, um, but it's cool. Do you know about that? I don't know what museum or where it was but do you know about that project that the national did with some artist where they played their song sorrow for like six hours straight no just over and over and over again live they played it for six hours straight interesting it's on like a nine l they have the performances on like a nine lp thing and it's just the same song (laughs) over and over and over uh yeah that's all I got. <laughs> See the differences, I guess, between the I guess, different yeah, performances, That's kind of I like, guess. I guess, yeah. what the piece is to just show, like, nothing is the same and it's going to change. Huh. And, even, like, the same thing over and over is going to be different every single time. Like, Yeah. I, I guess. That's I don't cool. know. I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I do not own the 9LP fucking that's Sorrow kind of box yeah. set. Yeah. I did listen to the, uh, the Matmo song on this Sonic Scenery record, oh, too. Cool. Or piece whatever you want to call yeah. it um it's cool i need to get into them oh, um so good i think i've barely checked out a couple tracks when they were playing here um mm, to see I'm if i wanted so to go see them and then i didn't, didn't go, go see them yeah so fucking nick had to turn 30 on the same day <sighs> i had to go bowling come on <laughs> nah i'm happy to be there with my friend even though i missed matt Moses <laughs> first time in atlanta it's crazy Oh my god, I'm so mad. But now I'm friends, quote unquote, friends with one of them on Twitter. Oh, one really? of the Matmos guys on Twitter. Hell yeah. Yeah. He followed me. Hopefully they had a good time and I'll come back. Hopefully. Uh, they said they had a good I'm so fucking mad. <laughs> I'm so mad I didn't go to that. Uh, I have three of their records, so if you don't get into them Sick. prior, you'll get a taste. But they have a decent amount of records, and I don't know. I don't know enough about like the fan. I don't know anything about like electronic music, really. Like there are certain acts that I really like, like Matmos and like floating points and shit like that. But uh, I don't know really what the audience is like. So I have no idea what the popular albums by them are. I just know that I own three that I enjoy. So cool. And that the one album that I would love to have is like three hours long and it is not on vinyl (laughs) for obvious reasons. Yeah. So it's on CD, I guess, but. Would that be like a five LP, four LP? I think that uh, I'd probably be a five, right? Yeah. Three like hours. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a five. I think that'd be a five. They're long. It would be a cool way to listen to it though. If it yeah. existed. Yeah. I would love to. It's really, it has like, we're now talking about Matmos. It, it's got like uh, a fuck ton of tracks. And I think like not everyone, but almost every track has like a guest 
collaborator on oh, cool. it. Yeah. So it's like a really expansive project. It's like the ever burning flamers. I can't remember exactly the title of it. Cause it came after the album that got me into them, which is plastic anniversary. Okay. Which is a very cool album. Sweet. I may have to, uh, blind buy one of them and, uh, throw it on. Uh, I don't think you could go wrong. Every other album that I've bought by them, the two others that I've bought by them were blind buys. Um, okay. Uh, cause I'd only listen to plastic anniversary, the all consuming flame, maybe, I don't know. Um, and then the all consuming flame. And then they have a new one that I've been wanting to pick up. I've only come across it once, but huh. it was in Athens at Wuxtry. And nice. I, Still uh, need to go. I had a handful of other shit I wanted and I'm like, uh, fuck. So I left Matmos and got, yeah, there were two imports. It was two imports that I wouldn't find it literally anywhere else. So I was like, yeah. I got to buy these. Cause otherwise I have to spend $30 yeah, on sense. shipping. So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, Let's, uh, this last record, which has the best song of the entire lot to me on it. Nice. Yeah. Let's, let's get to it. Which, which track? Uh, also this came out in 2022. This is very recent. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, introduce it. It's called Astral K, uh, A-S-T-R-E-L. Um, and it is, uh, guitarists and well, he essentially wrote this whole record, uh, for the most part. Um, his name's Reese Edwards. Hmm. Uh, I mentioned his other band last week. Uh, he's in this band called the first name. I can't pronounce it's U L R I K A. And then SpaceX, like sissy SpaceX. Um, great band from the UK They're They have like three guitarists. They also have some like Moog synthesizer stuff, really cool psychedelic post rocky stuff. Uh, I think he, I think there's other vocals in that band too, but I think he's kind of like the front man of that band. Yeah. But, um, I think around like 2018 or something, he moved to Stockholm, Sweden, and he kind of didn't really know anybody there. Um, he got so, the syndrome. Yeah. So this was kind of his, uh, his solo record. Um, so he says, yeah, this was a record I started making towards the end of 2018, just left London and began living in Stockholm. Uh, at that point, I had no musicians to collaborate with. Uh, so set upon making a quote unquote solo record. Uh, these songs reflect this period. Thank you for listening. Uh, and then he thanks some friends and stuff. Um, Sick. But yeah, this is another, like I said, it feels sonically similar to Autolux. For sure. Uh, especially like the production, especially the the bass. I really like, like the first song starts off with sort of like this, like little bleeps and bloops, mm-hmm. like a little um, sample or some sort of a analog synth or something. And it takes a little bit for like the drums to kick in and then like the drums kind of ride and then. I think vocals come in, then bass like kicks in a little bit and the bass is really forward and very like, yeah, it's nice. It's very high frequency and it like really pops. Um, yeah, great, great opening song, uh, called, is it it or is it I? And that ends, the song ends with some sick, slow riffage Yeah, that I like a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested to see, well, actually I watched a, like a live session of maybe half this record. Mm. Um, and he has maybe like four or five other musicians. So cool. Nice. I'm just kind of like people that write solo records. Like I write solo stuff and it's like guitar, bass and drums, Yeah, you know, or maybe like a keyboard to like, sort of like set sort of like a, you know, just a, a bed. little, yeah. a bed of something just uh yeah, it's really impressive that people can come up with like this whole thing for by themselves and then kind of just, Make yeah. it happen. Yeah. I mean, I've, 
because I, I did that Hark album by myself. Yeah, but yeah. then I just had, I didn't do it like this. Uh, I, because I'm assuming he recorded everything himself. I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah I'm not 100% sure. Because I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. I know. So like, yeah, I, I wrote it, but then I brought in musicians who were good, <laughs> like better than me. Yeah. And then I was Same. like, add what you do on top of this type yeah. of deal. Um, I really like the opening lyrics. Uh, it says, I know some say lonely, loneliness grows from the stomach to the throat. Is it it or is it I? Um, and then the chorus uh, it says, is this about loss or is this about loss of time? It's very catchy. Love his voice. It's yeah. like very kind of like soothing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's yeah, it's very soothing. Yeah, it's not. It's not a it's not a bad voice and it's not a perfect sounding voice, but it's like it's kind of talky, but yeah. it's got melody to it for sure. There's a there's a it doesn't feel like he's like belting, though. You know, it's just yeah. kind of like there's a precedent for what he's doing vocally. And this is where I when I said earlier that the deer hunter will come up like I get deer hunter vibes from this album at okay. times, not for the whole thing, um, but a lot on the vocal, just not necessarily the like how they sound, but how they are presented. Yeah. Um, felt that way specifically on the song. I don't want to skip too far ahead, um, but on the song Imperial Phase, mm-hmm. um, that felt like the most deer huntery. And that, I mean that as a compliment because I fucking love deer hunter. Yeah. Um, and I'm talking about deer hunter, not the deer hunter. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big distinction. <laughs> um, yeah, I have Deer Hunter records. No, the Deer Hunter records. Um, Do you have the Deer Hunter on Blu-ray? I've never seen the Deer Hunter, oh, actually. Okay. That is a big blind spot for me. Yeah, that's why I haven't seen it. And it's like three and a half hours long. long. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know I will be wiped out by it, so I yeah. I need to be prepared. Um, but Imperial Phase, yeah, very Deer Huntery. Also, that was the first standout track to me, really, even though I really enjoyed the intro, uh, Is It It or Is It I? And then I really loved the chorus on uh, You Could If You Can. Yeah. Really love that chorus. The way that song opens is maybe my favorite uh, song on the record. Ooh, I just love the sort of like... Interesting. It just like, just the snare and it kind of like gets into this... Um, sort of like three, four or six, four, sort of like a swing groove, but like, it's very like the like synth lead or whatever is kind of like, it's very psychedelic kind of spacey sounding. And it's kind of like, it's got this weird, like sort of like wonky, like a lead that I don't know. I just really loved. A lot of it really did. When I say deer hunter, I'm talking their last album that nobody seemed to give a shit about that. I absolutely loved, Hmm. uh, which is, uh, what is it called? Are, are have we already I really disappeared? Got into Deer Hunter. Oh, really? Yeah. Inter- oh, I think you would fuck with them hard. Probably would. Yeah. That makes sense though, because they're an they're an Atlanta band, so that's uh, why okay. I would know them better than you. Yeah. And yeah. you would know these California bands. Da, 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 even though this isn't Astral Case, not California, but yeah. Um. Uh. After Imperial Phase, which I wrote was the first like real standout for me. I was like, oh, this might be my favorite track. Uh, Collectivism is really good. I thought that song's intro was immediately like got my attention. Yeah. Really liked that. Same. But then Randy, Clean Coal. Nice. Is the best track. Yeah. That's kind of like Holy one of the darker shit. ones, I think. That jazz yeah. ending, my boy. Okay. Yeah, Holy yeah, yeah. shit. Clean Coal from start to finish is, I think, the coolest song out of 
everything oh, yeah. that I listen to. Though I do think probably Articles of Faith is the, my favorite album that I listen to. Okay. I really yeah, fucking yeah. liked that. Um, but yeah. yeah, Clean Coal, when that brass comes in, oh my God, I'm a sucker for like a jazz ending. Yeah. Ugh. I feel that. Loved it. Yeah. This Absolutely one also plays very well as a whole piece. Yeah. Um, I think there's definitely very good songs on the record if you were to just go to them. Um, the ones yeah. you spoke of, you and then you could if you can. Is it it or is it I? All very good too, but um, yeah, it, it, it moves. There is very, there's a lot of songs that kind of feel like they play into each other very well. There's like clean this, coal into forward momentum is phenomenal. Yeah, and even um. There was an interlude 9V that oh, it is was in nice. between Imperial Phase and Clicktivism. I liked it. I didn't realize it was its own track. Me neither. Well, until I was looking up lyrics and it had like its own thing. I don't Same. think there's lyrics in it, but no. Um, I was like, oh, because I like listened to it and I was like, did I miss this song? And then I looked and I was like, oh no, that was just like a little interlude. Yeah, it's like 50 seconds long. Yeah, it was nice though. It worked really well. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, insert that holds the record uh just has a picture of him um uh-huh. kind of at his piano or whatever and then the oh the cutout okay the cover has a cutout so you can like kind of see the uh picture of him but can the, you flip it and switch the pics yeah you can is it the, the same, same picture oh, okay yeah he yeah, should have done same. different pics one should have been his uh, rear end <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah the cover of the lp is just literally just like hundreds of what looks like a sharpie if you just drew a bunch of like crappy smiley faces oh hell yeah like two eyes and like a a smile um, the whole thing and it's it's pretty cool um it's on the back too then has sort of like the same picture uh on the back the thing that i i don't love about the the way the lyrics are laid out here it looks very personal and very cool and it looks kind of like a journal but they're all written like in cursive so very hard to read. And they're very hard to yep. read and they're like not super big either. So I, I definitely went to genius, which isn't always the best. And Bad sometimes news. there would be like a word redacted yep. because they didn't know what it, yep. what it's the just word they was. They put a question mark there. Yeah. Like, so I did go back to helpful. here to find out what some of the words were. Like cul-de-sac was one of them. It just like, it didn't understand that he was saying cul-de-sac and I didn't <laughs> either uh, really. So I had to like go back to the lyric sheet. Uh, a couple times. But I don't even think his accent's all that thick. It's just like how it's presented. It's kind of his vocal can get muffled and not in a yeah, bad way, but totally. Yeah. And there's some that are like typed out, but yeah, I don't know. It's cool. Kind of like sort of like mixed media sort of looking uh, insert with the, uh, the lyrics and everything, but yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool layout. I thought the uh, title track was really nice as well. Same. Also gave yeah. me some deer hunter vibes, but. Um, yeah, I, yeah, really strong album, uh, clean coal, man. Motherfuck. Hell yeah. Goddamn love that song. Yeah. I, uh, like I said, I probably, yeah, I think I heard this record or not. I didn't hear it before it came out, but I was, uh, anticipating it being released because I saw his previous band posting about it. And this is one of those records that, uh, you know, he's from the UK and this was in Sweden. So I was always like, Previously, I loved pre-ordering things yeah. specifically because I liked getting different variants uh, of stuff. And now I don't really love the experience of ordering a record online. I'd much rather find it in the wild. Mm-hmm. But this Same. was one that like, I was never able to find uh, in the wild. So around Christmas of this previous year, my um, 
brother-in-law, essentially, although they're not currently married, but that'll happen eventually. Close enough. We call each other brother-in-law now. Yeah. Um, was asking, he's like sure, a record brothers. collector. Like he's seen the OCs, he loves OCs. And we, uh, you know, we dig a lot of the same stuff. So he was asking if I wanted any records for Christmas. So uh, got this as a Christmas present. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. And uh, I'm sure it probably wasn't incredibly uh, cheap because he got that uh, the UK shipping. So My sister did that for me with um, that second Bill Orcutt, Chris Corsano album, Made okay. Out of Sound. Yeah, yeah. She got me that for Christmas last year. Um, was not expecting her to do that. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, that was not a cheap record <laughs> for her to get. Yeah. So... Very, uh, very kind of her. Very kind That's right. Of her. I'm thinking about going to, uh, to, to Discogs for some, uh, Bill Orcutt records. Dude, he's so fucking good. And you just got that new acapella one that he did, right? Yeah. It's all, uh, lady voices. Yeah. It's samples <laughs> of just, um, a, a female recording of the, of her saying the counting essentially yeah. one, two, three, four. And they're all kind of like mixed up as if they were own their own samples. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, he just places them in like weird ways or like has them count backwards or forwards or whatever. And it like just creates, they're, both sides are 15 minutes long and they're both very similar. But um, I don't know. It was, it was very cool listening. It sold out. Yeah. Did it? Yeah, the pressing's gone. I'm not surprised. Yeah, because yeah. his previous one that I thought I had ordered in time, I got an email <laughs> that said, hey, uh, it sold out before we actually got to your order yeah. or whatever. So uh, maybe we'll get to it. But if not, you, you can have your money one, back. Though. Yeah. Yeah, this one. Well, that's nice. Uh, how did we get on Bill or Oh, expensive re- or quote unquote yeah, expensive yeah. records. Right. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Do you have anything else to add for Astral K flickering eye? Um, not really. No, I didn't really write too many notes about it just because it's that's one the one that, I had like, the least notes on. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's a record that I really I enjoy listen. listening. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. I don't really want to like psychoanalyze it exactly too much you know or what i enjoy about it just like it's it's really just good vibes album that i mm-hmm. i enjoy like i said it, it's spacey it's kind of psychedelic and i tend to like those sort of things even when i was a uh a straight edge lad yeah yeah i always kind of liked stonery or sort of like psychedelic sort of vibes like not too much like i'm not a fish guy or like a grateful dead kind of person no you like the good stuff yeah, exactly. I I don't shit on Grateful Dead. I actually like some Grateful Dead, but uh, I don't. I have not heard a Fish song that is convincing yeah. that it's good music to me. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, if you like this stuff, I will say you should check out his uh, his other band that I will try to pronounce Eureka Spacek. Close enough. Um, yeah, it's a it's very good stuff, and he does all the vocals for them too. And then they also released a record um, earlier this year. So I thought they were done because I hadn't done anything for mm. quite a long time that he was doing this record. But um, yeah, they released a new record, which um, also rips and I listened to quite a bit. Hell yeah. Nice. Well, that wraps up Randy's Corner. Hell yeah. Epi- ep one. Uh, R-C-E-P-1. <laughs> R-C-E-P-1. Yeah. That's good. I really enjoyed that because... Uh, yeah. I'm Again, I was not familiar with any of these, and now I'm walking away very much appreciating all of them, but uh, definitely going to be returning to Articles of Faith and going to be keeping an eye out for a handful of these to uh, 
try to add to my own collection at some point. Hell yeah. Specifically Articles of Faith. That shit rules. Yeah. Really enjoyed that. Um, so next week, we are diving back into my world. And uh, we're going to be sticking with one band again. This is going to... People, you guys are going to love it or you're going to fucking hate it. <laughs> it's not... I wouldn't say there's necessarily polarizing opinions on the band itself. But there are polarizing opinions on the genre. What about their name? Their name now? <laughs> Previously. <laughs> uh, next week, y'all, we will be discussing uh, six albums, two, four, six albums by uh, the band formerly known as Andrew Jackson Jihad. Hell yeah. Now currently titled AJJ. When they announced that, that their name changed, which was a very thoughtful, I understand why they did it. Uh, when they announced their name change, though, they said the benefit of it is now the A and the J and the J don't stand for anything. They can stand for anything you want, like actress January Jones. And that is stuck in my head ever since. And it, it's very funny to me. Um, but we are going to be diving into the folk punk world, uh, which some people fucking hate and uh, other people love too much. And uh, I fall somewhere in directly in between of someone who used to love it too much, someone who briefly spent time absolutely hating it and has fallen in between of really appreciating the good shit. And AJJ is a band that I feel has grown with me, that I have loved since I heard them back in the day, and they've grown over the years with me. So we're going to explore that through uh, a lot of their music, starting in 2007 with their album People Who Eat People Are the Luckiest People in the World. Uh, and then going to Can't Maintain, then Knife Man, then Christmas Island, then The Bible 2. Okay. Then Good Luck Everybody. Um, we are not going to do their most recent album, um, even though I do enjoy it. It is because I don't own it yet. Not come across a copy. And I'm not a pre-order boy these that much these days. Yep. I've only been pre-ordering like metal, like heavy shit, because they do like... 300 of the first pressing and it's only usually like five dollars more and yeah. you can get that real quick i'm like it's available i'll do it type of deal i think the last time i did that was like that primitive man full of hell collab album okay that came yeah, out. Yeah. um but ajj are you familiar with them i feel like you are some semi yeah semi. Okay. i've been i've been holding on to this uh fact that i have oh. about ajj are you going to save it or are you going to spoil it now? I'll say it now, but okay. I have the exact date uh, thanks to a website, but I played with them once. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. What uh, band? Uh, so my, like the first band I was in, a punk band called Red Handed. Okay. Uh, we played with them on May 3rd, 2008. Shit. Who else was on the bill? Wait, hold on. That's not the one. Randy's a liar, everybody. It. Breaking news. Randy the liar. Can't trust a fucking Randy. That's what I always it's say. Uh, it's actually June 28th, 2009. Shit. We played with them at this place that is, I think, no longer, it's definitely no longer the venue that we played. It was called The Fix, P-H-I-X, in Phoenix, Arizona. Ah, that's where they're from, so that checks out. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, so we played, are you aware of the band called Comadre? 
I don't think so. Okay. They were a great uh, band from Redwood City, California. Cool. Um, punk, I assume. Ish. Punk-ish, yeah. yeah. They're kind of, uh, I don't know, it's kind of hard to describe, but uh, there was a period of time where I would see them a lot with bands like Graf Orlock. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so that kind of cool. type of scene. But nice. um, yeah, they. so Comadre was on tour and Red Handed, my band was on tour, and I think we both met up. Um, I think and this is when they were like a true acoustic duo, right? I think so. Yeah. I'm it's trying just to like Sean in, uh, Oh fuck. I'm forget Ben, I think is the basis name. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I guess if that's what they were, were in 2009, that's I think, probably how it was, but yeah. Cause I, cause 2010 is when can't maintain came out and that's when they had like drums and electric guitar. Okay. Cause prior to that, they didn't. Yeah, I, th- I think that's correct. Huh. It's like when Dylan went electric. Hell yeah. When Andrew Jackson Jihad went electric. Yeah, I didn't uh, realize that that was so early uh, in their career that I played slash saw them. That's why. Yeah, dude. I would say People Who Can't Eat People is the album that I got into them with. But they... Dude, I remember finding them and like having to convince people like, no, this is good. They're like, no, it sounds like shit. <laughs> like, no, but like yeah. that's on purpose. Like, yeah. this is good. Like, trust me. Cause I was very into like actually, I don't think I found them. I didn't find the album when it came out, but that's the first album that I found by. Okay. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I probably found it when Can't Maintain Maintain came out, the year that came out. Um, because I found it my senior year of high school. So that mm. would be 2010. Um uh, but can't maintain was the big, big one for me. Uh, even though, uh, people who can't eat people is whatever. Anyway, but yeah, I was super into like the fucking Mountain Goats and Nutrimilk Hotel at that time. Okay. So it was, yeah, it was yeah. all in the same vein. Cool. Like AJJ would be a like Elephant Six band if they were from Athens, like Got easily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I fucking love them. Uh, they don't be surprised if I put them on the FBS list, like. <laughs> against me that doesn't mean they're a favorite band it just means they have the potential to be whittled down because i'm gonna try to get a fucking top 10 favorite bands and you could say but christian how could you have a top 10 favorite bands of all time when when you don't own records by every band well if i don't own a record by that band then they're not going to be a top band for me (sighs) fucking (laughs) i keep getting hostile with the the imaginary audience which we have none uh, as we're recording. As we're recording, we currently have a, a net zero audience. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm angry at you guys for giving me so much shit all the damn time. Uh, but yeah, next week uh, we're going to do six albums by AJJ, starting at People Who Can't Eat, People Are Luckiest, People Who Can't Eat, People Are Luckiest, People in the World, <laughs> and ending with uh, Good Luck Everybody from 2020, which uh, came out before the pandemic happened and is pretty like everything's going to shit record. Really? Which is wild. It came out in huh. the year of the pandemic before the pandemic, cool. which is fucked up. Uh, check it out. Uh, follow along if you'd like. Otherwise, Randy, where can they find us or contact us? Uh, yeah, you could reach us via email at the vinyl floor ATL at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, hopefully by now we should be on like all podcast platforms. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not hundred percent sure how that's going to work. You have to have a published episode in order to make sure it's going out to everybody. Okay. So it'll probably be like week two that everything will be will it back out to everybody. It will. Okay, yeah. You yeah, just then. like, I don't know. It's got to like 
have information for it to like realize there's an RSS feed there. The modern age is hell. But yeah, we're uh, working it out. Yeah. We're Check us out on uh, Instagram at the vinyl floor podcast. Uh, I don't know what I, what I will have done at this point that I'm yeah. recording this, what I will have posted, what I will have said to sh- when this will be announced uh, or how I will announce what the episodes will look like visually. We'll figure that out. You guys will love it though. Again, I'm getting hostile. Yeah. And the, uh, <laughs> the, the artwork is, uh, provided, uh, by Robbie Smith. Like I said, go mm-hmm. check out his movie grieve, uh, that would sh- should hopefully be out sometime soon. Um, you need to ask your friend Robbie a question for me because eventually I, I, I hope to be able to say my at least acquaintance Robbie once yeah, he's yeah. on the podcast. But currently I don't know him. Uh, but I need to know if I need, I need two questions. I have two questions for Robbie. Yeah. <clears throat> Does I could Google this, but I'm not gonna <laughs> do uh, vinyl copies of the album turtle nipple and the toxic shock exist okay i'll have to ask yeah do they exist and if so does he have access to them i would like to buy one from him that's I'll, it uh, I'll, I'll find out i think so we're referring that's to- my favorite heavy heavy low album heavy, yeah, heavy, we're low referring album. to heavy heavy low low yeah. um yeah robbie smith who i met uh after years later i'd seen Heavy, heavy, low, low, many times. I think I only saw him once, maybe with the number twelve. Looks like you. That sounds which right. which makes sense. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah, he. I, I've told him this, but I was not a fan of heavy, heavy, low, low back in the day. There was always fights at their shows, and I was much. I was into like the posse hardcore type of thing, and their shows were always wild, and there was always fights. Well, don't they have an EP called like Hospital Bomber? I think. Probably, well, you wouldn't know you yeah. weren't a fan, but I'm pretty but, sure they've got an EP called that or something close to it. But yeah, great dude. Uh, glad to call him a friend. Uh, and yeah, he did our, our artwork and, uh, our intro music is provided by your boy, me, uh, at opinions.bandcamp.com. Uh, yeah, it's in the demo section. You're about to- you can, uh, you can find <laughs> I more thought music you're about there. to be like opinions all mine. Like <laughs> I forgot that your project is called opinion I know. and the opinions all mine. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, and at this point in our lives, uh, Claw is trucking along. We're still about to be going on tour in August. Yeah. At this point, everything is solidified and everything's great. And we are so excited. The tour has been announced. We know where we're sleeping. Everything <laughs> is great. I promise. I'm not going to have to retcon this on the next episode and be like, everything's on fire. But uh, right now, everything's not, it's not fully, but it will be by the time you hear this. Okay, you, don't need, you don't need to know where you're sleeping. You'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, I'll figure it out. My, my boys might get a little grouchy ah. though. And I can't have my boys being grouchy. <laughs> it's not fun for anybody. So on that note, y'all, uh, AJJ, Randy's Corner, good ep. Yeah, glad you uh, found some stuff you like. I'm really sure enjoyed it. I, I've already found some stuff of yours that I've enjoyed too. So uh, we'll yeah, be back. It's a good project. We'll be back to your corner uh, in a few episodes. I think we'll keep it like every three, four, or something like that. Yeah, sounds it's good. It's a fun little diversion. And then actually, uh, the one after AJJ, uh, we have to tack one of yours onto. Okay, that's right. So it'll be kind of a mix. Yeah. One record. But um, yeah, so that's all we got for you today. Um, as always, we're the vinyl floor and we will, uh, talk to you next week. Take care, y'all.